When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hold your breath, Australia. Frosty has had the big fight here, and he went punch for punch. Mark Winterbottom will win the Super Chief Auto Bathurst 1000 with Stephen Richards. The 2015 V8 Supercars champion, Mark Winterbottom. The title is his. He is a very worthy Please welcome back to the driver's seat, uh, a man that's had over 500 race starts and he's been a supercast champion, but we still remember him for that wonderful TikTok video, the one and only Mark Winterbottom. <laughs> isn't, that, mate, isn't that appalling when you've had the career that you've had, you've won Bathurst, you've won the championship, <laughs> and the thing you're most known for in the last sort of 12, 18 months is uh, a TikTok video dancing to Be My Lover by LaBouche. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. So um, I always thought when I set out to start this, it wasn't about driving; it was about getting TikTok hits. So I'm glad it took uh, about what 20 years to do it. But um, never give up, kids. You always live your dreams, don't you? So I got this. How good! Put your head down and work hard, and you too could be a TikTok star. Hey, um, Mark, good year. I reckon it's a good year as we head towards the Adelaide 500 for you because you, you know, you're looking to finish inside the top 10. You've had a, a pretty damn good season, probably the best I reckon since you, t- you joined team 18. Um, how have you felt the year's gone for you? Yes. Yeah, up and down to be fair. Like I think when we're on, we're, we're actually really strong. And when we're off, it's, um, it's trying to make those off days uh, better. You know, that, that's the, that's the hardest part about this championship because there's, there's always days, whatever team you're at, there's good days. Like you have days where the car's just hooked up and you qualify well and, and stuff like that. But then it's trying to turn those bad days into not being buried in the field to actually, you know, a bad day being back into the 10, a good day being, you know, on the podium. And um, that's, that's sort of what I've been trying to do at this team since I got here is to just be a bit more consistent. But um, yeah, it's, it's been up and down. Like even this year has been up and down, but uh, but you know, it's been good. I think on our days we've, we've been strong and we're, we're close to podiums and whether it's, um, you know, bad start or a, or a slightly slow stop or, um, you know, a failure or whatever it's been, it's just little things have cost us from getting some silver in the cabinet. And that's been the thing that's probably been frustrating. But, um, as we build into next year, I think we're in a really good position because mid year we've recruited and our team's turned around. If you look at the mid season break onwards or, whatever it is around that time, we, we've really lifted and, and fixed our consistency issues quite a bit. So I'd say the first half of the year was um, a bit of soul searching and then good recruiting and then um, the back end's been pretty good. So moving forward, I think, you know, our team's in a pretty good position and finish off Adelaide with a good result. It'll be uh, yeah, a nice way to go out. It's also been a fairly disjointed sort of time at Team 18 because when you jumped on board first in like 2019, like you were actually, you were building something in that single car outfit and then you expanded too. Then of course we had the traveling road show that was 2020 and then 2021 with the almost, you know, everyone 
um, just live at Sydney Motorsport Park. So there's not really much time that you could sort of get back to the workshop now and then. So to, to look, when you look at these sort of results and sort of see that they've improved over your initial season, you've got to be pleased with that, especially since, like, like you said, when you've had those unlucky moments, you've bounced back pretty quickly. If we'd have had five rounds at Sandown or five rounds at Tassie or five rounds at Hidden Valley, <laughs> we would have looked like rock stars. But Sydney Motorsport Park, far out, it's just not kind to us. And we had five rounds there. That was like the gift that kept giving. But, um, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough time in, in our sport. You know, it's um, you know the sport's very healthy and, you know, their calendar's been released and there's lots of good stuff happening. But, it's you know, staff in general is very, very tough. And, you know, when I joined there for one car, you've only got to get staff for one car so that's half you know half or a bit more than half the people then it goes to two cars you've got to have uh you know double the amount of personnel and that goes across two cars and you can't have people that you know are are not fitting in and so the the team evolves and gets bigger and then COVID hits and then the staff issues just in life and you know motorsport's quite tough to keep them um you know you, you lose some people and then you go back to square one and then um I mean, having people away from their family, that was a really big, hard one for for a lot of the staff, just being away from home because they all have families and four months on the road and it was quite tough. So then you lose people and then you've got to replace. And, uh, you know, for us this year, Charlie, was replacing a team manager and a crew chief. So two of the most, you know, very important yeah. roles. So, um, you know, we're lucky that Bruins come on board and, uh, and Dennis, who's our our crew chief, um, and they they've been really really good. So now you build again. So it's a it's a, a sport where you you think you're going really well and you recruit well. You lose a couple, you, you scout you know sort of salvage through who you get, um, and you don't want to get people who are angry leaving a team and you know a bit disjointed with the sport. You want to get fresh, but you need experience and so many factors. But um, where we sit right now, Team 18, it's uh, it's a really good vibe and a you know, really good group of guys and um, the future looks really strong, which is why, you know, being here for two more years, it's, um, it's really exciting. And, mate, that's going to put you straight into Gen 3, um, which I think I, we've been really critical over the journey of Gen 3 and its costs and its its blowouts and this, that and the other thing, and also very critical of supercars about their communication about all of that kind of stuff. But from purely from a driving point of view uh, what i'm looking forward to gen 3 next year is in some ways it resets the bar because i mean you were there you've been in this championship from you know project blueprint all the way through car of the future gen 2 all that kind of stuff so you've seen change but i reckon with this gen 3 and the way it's walked away from so much you know aero and all those bits and pieces next year could be a year where we see you know rookies like cam hill matt payne guys like yourself who perhaps have been sitting in that from a qualifying position in the sort of mid fives to tens and then finishing off just outside the 10 in racing. This could be, this could be the thing that levels off uh, and we get multiple winners next year and multiple people in the top 10 that perhaps we wouldn't expect. Excited for it because uh, it really, you know, from a selfish point of view, I think suits, Myself and the team, like it really suits us quite well. But you know, talking about the the supercars and the progression, you know, the the, the day I joined in '03, which is um, was at Bathurst in the Stone Brothers car, you know, it's the the engines are faster now than what they were then. But we could hit limiters and all that sort of stuff back then because the drag was the cars were so slippery, they moved around and you didn't get much aero disturbance. To now, 
it's funny, like the rules haven't changed, but every time you homologate a car, they fudge the system and it gets more and more aero to the point where the thing's got that much drag and aero. You just can't follow a car even around the Gold Coast. So it needed to be changed because racing now is really keep someone behind you for two laps, it's game over, and it's all about quality. So um, next year's car, you know, we've all got to drive it. We've had our input. Uh, they're very physical and they, they move around a lot and the braking zones are a lot longer and the thing is like spins the wheels off the corner. So tyre life, you're not trying to manufacture these tyres that degrade. I think the the right foot is the thing that's going to save or wear a tyre. You know, there's lots of factors that are going to make the racing so much better than what it is at the moment. So that's really exciting. And, you know, from Team 18's point of view, we're a customer already. So effectively, there's no benefit in owning you know, five CNC machines and, um, you know, 10 lays and all the all the big machinery that develops stuff and, and makes, you know, heavy components. We, we buy them now and that's what pretty well everyone, you know, will have to sort of do next year. So we've ran this model for a few years at Charlie's and, um, you know, it, it's sort of going to be that way next year, but they are expensive. Like the cars, <laughs> I've never seen one hit budget. I think they always roll out. Um <laughs> And if you had to do that at a car dealership, you, oh, no one would oh, buy a car. So, nah. um, but no, we're, we're lucky. Charlie's bought, um, you know, we've got two chassis already painted in our workshop. So we're we're really well positioned. They've got pretty well all the parts that have been approved. Like Charlie's really gone hard at this Gen Three program, and um, we're, we're we're stocked up to where the rules stand at the moment. What's been released, we own everything. So, um, cool. yeah, Team Eighteen's in a really good spot, and a new car, like everyone wants a new car. And when you buy one from another team, you don't get new cars. You get ones that have been raced. And, yes. um, you know, my, my car now is five years old, and that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. I get a brand-new shell that's sitting in my work, like in the workshop now. And as a driver, like, there's no denying a new car's good. So bring it on. Like, from, from my point of view and from Team 18, like, you know, it should have been here this year, and it would have been good for us. So I think next year's a good opportunity for sure. And... You mentioned earlier that you've been the first car you jumped into essentially the championship 2003. So 2023, uh, 20 years for Mark Winterbottom, a sensational career, uh, if you don't mind. And as is often the case when you have a career, the length that you've had um, and no one escapes is people start talking about retirement. People, as you get older towards the dreaded four zero and beyond, uh, people start talking about retirement, whether you like it or not, or whether you feel it. And there is no doubt that earlier this year, there was a lot of chat about, you know, potentially you not continuing on to into 2023 and beyond. We know that that has now uh, been put to bed. You're going to be with us for another two years, which is sensational. But now that you've had such a massive career and you've achieved so much, is there anything left to do for Mark Winterbottom from a racing point of view? Uh, well, you know, like for me, I don't look back and I don't hang my hat off a Bathurst win or a championship because like, I'm so, you get so frustrated when you get beat. Like I hate getting beat. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it, I think when you retire, you sit back and you go, oh, kids, I won Bathurst and I drove really good that day and, you know, you become one of those blokes. But at the moment, the kids go, hey, you got your butt kicked last weekend. When are we going to see you get a trophy? Like, you live for now. You don't live for the – I think until you retire, you know, that's when you look back. So, um, you know, for me, I feel like I'm driving really well at the moment. It's funny, like, some days uh, in 
you know, on, on the tough days, you, you're, you're doing laps. Like Winton this year, I did one of the best laps I've ever done there. And it's yeah. for eight or something on the grid. I've polled there before by four tenths with a lap that I had probably 10% left. So it's just, you know, sometimes you, people don't see it. They see, you know, Van Gisbergen on pole and, um, you know, he's probably done better laps before to be fifth in a car that was, you know, really hard to drive as opposed to something that he's in sync with and it's, it's coming easy. You know, they don't make mistakes because they're, they're all together. So, um, you know, I feel like you're driving, like I'm driving well enough and, the Gen 3 is massive opportunity. And, um, you know, when I signed with Charlie, it was very much, we're going to get this team to the front. And I would rather leave the team having won a championship and have it at the front and say, hey, you know, we built this and walk away than go, hey, it's half done. Because um, I know I can do the job and I know Charlie's, you know, determined to get there. So um, you don't walk away from something you haven't finished. So, And that means work hard, recruit hard train hard, um, you know, do all the things that go with it and not accept, um, you know, not accept that you can't win. We need to go and win and uh, the job, yeah, job's not done. Mm. Uh, Frosty, you, you touched on earlier that the calendar's just been uh, re-released and uh, the news came out that uh, Sandown 500 is back, which is great news. It's an event that you've also been on the top step a couple of times and they've got a fair swag of silverware there. Uh, I know it's probably, it's still a well into the distance, but uh, you and Caruso have been a pretty good team together. A lot of experience there. Um, do you know what the plans might be, or do you have? Would you like to continue with Robbo, or is that just looking a bit too far ahead? Five hundred's back. Like that's one of my favourite events, and you know, even this year when we're there, all the co-drivers were there because I did a practice session. So I was like, and we had a ride day on the Monday, so Michael was there all weekend, and I'm like why don't you just get in the car and start the race and let's do the 500? Like, it just didn't make sense that the 500 wasn't there, wasn't on, given everyone was there and we just didn't have the fuel tower. That's all we needed. So um, to see that back is is fantastic. But, you know, Michael and I get along really well. I'd love to stay with him um, and, and have him there because it's not just what they do on track. It's it's all the stuff behind the scenes that people yeah. don't, you know, don't see. And, um you know, him and I get along really well. We we can't we raced each other for thirty years and only ever worked with each other in the last two years. It's it's a bizarre way it works out. Um, and we get along really well. And you know, I've got a lot of respect for him, and I, I hope we do keep him. And that's um, you know, I've been pretty strong with the team that I I, I really love racing with him. So um, you know, and I think the new car next year is about experience at, at Bathurst and Sandown because the cars. They're going to be tough to drive, and you're going to need to have someone who's um, in those tough situations going to be able to hold on. So, um, who knows? But yeah, fingers crossed, we we can keep him. Uh, Mark, we've run out of time, but before we go, very quickly, and this is a very selfish and personal question for myself because I've just get interested <laughs> about this sort of stuff. If you weren't in supercars, but you were still a driver, what other category is a category that you could see Mark Winterbottom driving in domestically and or overseas? Don't really care. Where do you where do you see you could have made an impact uh, somewhere else in the world? Well, I actually uh, really enjoyed the Brazil stock cars. Like that was that was really really cool. They had cars, uh, you know, forty six car grid. It was unbelievable, oh, and wow. the caliber of drivers over there was really good. And when I raced there, I finished uh, second with uh, Marcus Gomez, who went on to win the championship. So it was a good team and a good car. And they actually offered me a drive in 
when I was leaving Tickford to go to Charlie's, it was I had a couple of options going on, and one one of them was there. But they uh, they don't do contracts; they do handshakes, and they don't pay. Uh, <laughs> they pay cash, so I wasn't really that brave to come home and say to Renee, "We're moving to Sao Paulo, and I don't have a handshake." And Chargo shook my hand and left some cash there. I wasn't really going to go down that well. So, <laughs> um, I'd love to race it, but I think. Yeah, the way we do business here is a lot different to how they do business there. Look, uh, we we were going to let you go, but someone's texted in on the text line oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. A question from Fro- uh, for Frosty. I've been a fan since your FPR days. I was wondering if you ever think you could see yourself in a co-drive with Tickford after your full time career is over. Cheers, Adam from Wollongong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the one of the drivers I have the most respect for and and really get along with is Cam Waters. So. Um, you never know. He, he asked me when I'm retiring. When, it, when someone said you're retiring, he rang me and said, hey, six looks good. So um, <laughs> but, uh, you, ne- you never know. But uh, I'd love to race with him because, um, one, you know, one day, because I saw him when he first came in the sport and, and helped him, you know, with a bit of experience. And he's, he's killing it at the moment. And, um, you know, he's one of the guys that I really, you know, you'd, you'd holiday with him and, and stuff. Like. Yeah. He's, he's a really good guy. So you never know one day. But, um who knows? He might retire before me. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> I keep, I keep Are you saying that Moff, Moff was his second choice? You're his first and Moff <laughs> nah, was his second. No, no, no. <laughs> nah. Oh. Nah, not, not at all. Not at all. But, um, Just trying to be yeah, a little controversial, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, he's... he's um, I think we actually looked at the rankings the other day uh, and Moff went quite well. So, um, <laughs> yeah, at least I, I can start that. So I can get him to the front, maybe off the front, and... Um, there you go. Hand it over to him. Oh, jeez. Well, uh, Frosty, before you end up on Speed Cafe, we'll better let you go, mate. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, remember, nah, there's no controversy. I'm, I'm still, I'm still racing, and um, yeah, I don't need, I don't need that role yet. So uh, who knows? Well, Frosty, we'll let you go, mate. You've been very generous with your time, and uh, I'll see you on Sunday. See you there, guys. Cheers. <laughs>